following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... ASM Ride to Real Maddox. And bringing up the rear this time... Everyone's favorite wet blanket, CJ Mappers. Yeah, it's still warm, so you can be my wet blanket any day. Oh, let's save that for after the podcast. Anything you say. Oh, ooh, ooh. Steamy. <laughs> Once again, we'll be recording this episode in segments. So, there may be a cast change in the middle. Yeah, I won't be part of the next part. Just throwing that out there. You don't know that for sure. We might be... Oh, I highly doubt it unless... No, actually, there is absolutely no way. This is the last day I'll be available for a little bit. Oh, okay. Because I will be be in North Carolina. See, CJ won't be there. But hey, you know, you you didn't catch the most recent Fooly Cooly, but how how have you felt about this season so far? Me? Uh Uh... I. That's a loaded question, really. Uh, I like it. I don't hate it. Like people will probably assume that everyone would, in a sense, just because like how they hated progressive as much as they did. But it hasn't, and this is honestly no fault of Fooly Cooly Three or any of the Fooly Coolies. This series just never really got me. I never felt really much of anything when watching it back when it first aired all those years before when i was like 15 13 whatever to now when i rewatched it to now how i watch fully cooly two and three to me i just see a bunch of crazy shit going down with good music with terrific animation and a wonderful voice cast to where it's just the sum of his parts make its whole for me of just a six-part series of what we watch of just wacky things that make absolutely no sense Quit and it just it's just i don't know i mean like i don't see how this is demonstrably better than progressive and i don't see how progressive is demonstrably better than alternative they're just the same to me and i don't know like i say i'm a wet blanket so it's just how i am but i, I don't know like people are that... saying that alternative is better than progressive yes Yes, I'm just saying if they felt the reverse, I don't see why you would feel that. I don't understand. They're all the same to me. They're all wacky, crazy things with crazy animation, and it just—it's just, it's just not, it's just not do my different thing. things better than the other. Right, but it's just—I don't think Fooly Cooly was ever my thing. And you know, people yeah, uh, loud it as like the top ten anime, one of the top ten animes, one of the greatest of all time. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, mm, I don't no, know. I mean, I if I had to. That far. Well, no, people would, and for me, it's like, I don't know, series that resonate more with me is a series like Trigun, um, or a series like Cowboy Bebop, um, or even just recently, a series like Erased, you know, come to things like that, it's just... Oh, God, Erased, so good. I, in fact, My Hero Academia has probably influenced and touched me more than any Fully Cooly episode ever has, and, you know, that's just me. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit here and be like, 
fuck Adult Swim for making it. Hell no. I want them to make as many original shit as they can because that's where the money's at. I like it. And so I'm really happy that they decided to do this and I'm glad that we have it. And like everyone who's worked on the sequels have been like, oh my God, I can't believe I get to have this honor. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like to me, I enjoy that aspect of Fooly Cooly 2 and 3 much more than actually watching the show. I like the fact that like the actors and actresses are like just beside themselves that they get to be on such a momentous and big project. But overall for me, the show, I'm just kind of meh. In fact, I would probably watch Pot Team Epic before Fooly Cooly personally. If I had to go by like, if I had to like pick sh- certain shows to watch at a certain time, I'd probably pick Pop Team Epic over Fooly Cooly just because it's just it's just not my thing. I don't, I don't know. It's, it just never really connect. Like it's hard for me to connect with the show when just everything is just so wacky and it makes absolutely no sense. And I, like and like we were talking with Carl before. I think a lot of people were trying to were trying to look through the forest without looking at the actual trees. And it's just gotten to the point where it's just so annoying now, where I'm just like, what am I even watching anymore? Like we get it. Puberty. It sucks. We get it. Like everyone thinks they know what love is when you're 17, 18. We get it. You don't know what you want to be when you're going to college. Cause you're not sure what the real words, real world's going to be like, but the fully coolly tells it in such a convoluted way that to the to downright, it gets annoying. And so I just been meh on the series as a whole i can talk about the artistic uh, value of the show because i do enjoy a lot like the um the uh progressive episode or am i thinking of all which one had hidomi in it progressive Progressive. right yeah i loved episode five with the animation when hidomi gets pissed as hell and she's fighting haruko oh my god that looked beautiful and like the fight as short as it was between the two it was just like oh man it was so badass it's like Immovable object meets unstoppable force kind of thing. It was so cool. Um, the art has been honestly phenomenal. And of course the music from the pills, like you don't need to like understand what good music is when you hear the pill. It's just good. So like, I've always been fans of those kind of things, but overall, meh, 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 meh. You can, you know, all the, all the people who had a boner for fully Cooly one who couldn't believe that they would have the audacity to make more seasons. You can suck it. I don't really care. And the ones that are like, oh, my God, Fooly Cooly 2 was crap. Well, sucks to be you. You can't enjoy things. And for those that are like, oh, my God, Fooly Cooly 3 is the great is like the actual sequel. This feels great. Well, OK, what's the difference? You're just picking sides now to just be a dick. I don't really care. So that's just how I've felt about Fooly Cooly 2 and 3 with with how it's progressed. And like for 3 itself, I like the cast. I like the girls. I mean, they all have their unique styles that I really like. Um, I probably relate more overall, probably, uh, Mosan in a sense, at least with how she like does a lot of things and how she does it her own way. Um, so I, I do find the characters relatable, but I'm also at an age where that doesn't really affect me as much as, uh, things do now. Like there's a difference when a high school student influences me. Like when you look at Izuku Midoriya from My Hero Academia. His is where you were literally told you couldn't do anything, what you wanted to do, and he broke through. You can relate to that to anyone at any age, you know? And the fact that you can even go with Bakugo, where you were told you were going to be, and Bakugo more of like a a professional athlete or a young athlete, where it's like you were told you were amazing, and then all of a sudden uh, you realize that, oh, you're now in a big, big 
ocean and there's a lot of like really amazing people and you have to now work harder to be as good as you thought you were. Those things you can take into a more, I don't know, into more of a way that would resonate with more adults even. Fully Cooly, it's all about high school. And like, I don't really want to think about high school. I'm 28 years old. I haven't been in a, I haven't, I haven't been in a class since I was 22. You know, it's you know, been six years. It seems kind of odd that Adult Swim is producing a show that's all about growing up. <laughs> in a sense, it's like, and to be fair, to be fair, I haven't grown up yet. You know what I mean? Like, no one really has. I don't think you grow up until you're, like, maybe two days away from death's door, to be honest. Because that's when you really start to reflect on a lot of things. So we're all still growing up. But the kind of stuff that you get with, with Fooly Cooly, of what it's trying to teach you, is stuff that you really more apply when you're younger, not when you're older. So it's just, I don't know if it's just a disconnect with me with that kind of sense. So, I don't know. It's just, like I say, I can appreciate the music. I can appreciate the animation. I can, oh God, is Kari Walgreen like one of the best voice actors, like just alive, like right now? She is amazing. Mm. And honestly, the whole cast has been, like in both series, have been great. I really enjoy it. And it's the same with, you know, when you go to any series, like, I really enjoy when casts really, you get that kind of like feel that the casts are like all in together for it. And you definitely can hear that through their performance, which gives it, you know, an edge in, in both aspects, in both two and three. But no, I, um, I'm i kind of meh on the whole thing. I just just don't really care. Uh, I, I care more about Boruto because, again, I can relate to being in your father's or mother's footsteps of someone who was great and you're like, no, I want to be my own person. That's something that you can easily relate to a more adult level. I already gave you definition or that example of my hero academia. Uh, you could probably pull it out from like Shupidin and bleach and stuff. Like, I just don't want to ramble on about those kind of things, but you get what I'm saying. Even though that those shows are targeted to a younger demographic, the shonen thing, they're targeted more because of their action. While the over, over like, you know, like the values that are just like, thrown in throughout that whole thing can be relatable to while you're an adult as well and why these kind of thing these kind of shows can stay so popular amongst people who have grown older throughout the time because a lot of the messages that are in those shows can be applied to the more in your life as you get older as much as when you were younger so that's that's just me yeah that was an interesting I know. perspective like i say the wet blanket is in full force Oh my uh, god! I gotta say, after the first two episodes of Boruto, I really feel like Boruto as a character is a lot more likable than his father as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. But to be fair for Naruto, Naruto was told that he sucked, and he, yeah. he, he like he yeah. wished he was dead. Yeah. And Nar so Naruto had a hard, hard, very hard compared Boruto to Boruto. Naruto did not have a hard childhood. No. I don't understand, no. like, I'm sure they'll eventually explain it, but I don't think he has any good reason to be mad at his father. It's, does, it just does not seem like, because it seems like he has a pretty good home life. Like, oh, dad's too busy with work to, you know, hang out with the family more often. Well, he's the freaking ninja president, okay? How, how do you <laughs> think the Obama's children felt when he first got into office? You know what I mean? Like, it's such a selfish thing. And so, again, for that, it's relatable where it's like you have to deal with balancing your personal life with your work life and who it affects when you do those kind of things. 
And so, again, I put Boruto in a higher spectrum of what I want to watch just because of the things that it teaches me. That's all. Where is the head that wears the crown? Mm. The most recent he episode is, he... has this guy who's all like, it was better back in the old days when you weren't soft. Iwabe. <laughs> I would have yeah. been able to graduate by now, but they changed the rules, and now i got to learn all this other stuff I don't want to learn. <laughs> Ninja, please. You need some education I mean, on top of it. It's kind of a childish <laughs> thing, but at the same time, there's so many adults that can relate to that. Yeah. Dude, he got a good point there, dude. Like, seriously, I still haven't used the Pythagoras theorem at no time. <laughs> like, seriously, I have not put that to use yet. Neither I'm still trying to figure out when I'm going to use that. Like, word problems? I love how regular show made this joke about word problems. They're like, we don't need to know this stuff. And then Benson busts in with a word problem to solve, to do something, to fix a problem at the park. And Mordecai and Rigby are like, what? Uh, That's funny. Such a clever show. Hey, speaking of Cartoon Network being clever, or at least somebody working at Cartoon Network being clever... They recently had this crossover special for OKKO OK that brought in uh, Garnet from Steven Universe and Ben 10, the most recent version of Ben 10, and Raven from Teen Titans Go to fight alongside KO against this guy who's trying to take the powers of all of the Cartoon Network characters from all time. And there are so many cameos like they they probably reference pretty much every cartoon network original series mm-hmm. in some form or fashion also the blocks tsunami got a shout out they had the uh the clyde from the old multar era logo mm-hmm. they uh they had maguzi they had har har thursdays they had cartoon planet they had just and they even they <laughs> and i'm not sure about the legalities of this there was Kiva from Megas XLR. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, man. Yeah. I was like, yes. And maybe because it's just like a short cameo, it's no big deal. And they also had um, Alana from Symbionic Titan. And I think she even said something, which yeah, would make sense because Tara Strong was in the special voicing both Ben and Raven. <laughs> and this very easy joke when Raven says something and KO thinks that Ben's talking why would you think that I'm talking? I'm a big monster. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because Tara Strong voices both Ben and Raven. (laughs) There's also... (laughs) Raven almost returns to Teen Titans, the 2003 series, instead of Teen Titans. Which would have been awesome. I kind of wonder how that would have played out. Just like, hey, wait a minute. That's not how that works. It's actually (laughs) kind of odd to have Teen Titans go in this mix because it's technically not a Cartoon Network original series, but, you know, whatever. But it's so awesome that this all took place in the CNC. Well, not exactly just the CN City from the like 2004 to 2006 bumps. It also kind of incorporated other stuff like the Screwy Ain't It building from that really old promo. Oh, uh, rather, really old promos with um, like the one where Fred Flintstone's looking for a parking spot. <laughs> and Thundar the Barbarian's like, There's a space! Jesus. And then Speed Racer takes it. <laughs> While uh, George Jetson tries to get in there too, so they're like, they crash, and then they're like, ha 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 ha. 
And then Fred's like, wait a minute, I, I took the bus. No, it was somebody else who said they took the bus to work. Oh, man, those were promos were so great. <laughs> Cartoon Network's whole, like, atmosphere used to have so much more something. <laughs> Creativity, personality, what have you. It's all very, all very planned and basic now. So it's great to see all of that get referenced back. And it's a neat little special. I wish it was more than 11 minutes, though I don't know how they could have necessarily extended it without it feeling padded. It was very straight to the point, but it was fun. It was it was really fun, and I I suggest anybody track it down, watch it. You yeah, will, you might you actually make me overwhelming nostalgia. You might make me actually watch Cartoon Network. I, I haven't done that in years. I know, I right? Crazy. DVR. I still watch some things on Cartoon Network, but I yeah, just watch clearly, streaming. It, clearly, the creators of and of staff that worked on OKKO. Had a lot of love for Cartoon Network over the ages. And, like, they even reference international Cartoon Network stuff. And stuff that hasn't even aired yet. Like, well, the pilots have aired. But, like, Infinity Train gets a nod. And Victor and Bellatino gets a nod. Hmm. But also international stuff. It's, like, (laughs) it's all encompassing. Which makes sense. Because it's probably going to air around the world. So why wouldn't they include things from other countries? So... That's such a huge love letter for 11 minutes. It's it's beautiful, and you should definitely check it out. The thing that kind of bums me out about it is there's certain shows from Cartoon Network history that I'm not entirely sure if they can still air. I mean, we, we know about Megas, we know about Symbiotic Titan, but something like Sheep in the Big City, I think they don't have that anymore, but there's a reference in uh, Sheep is in this as one of the characters that got X'd out. So, it's like, because you know that Kiva and Alana are in it, you can't really use it as a basis for what Cartoon Network still has lying around. So, that's... As as a cartoon historian, as it were, I, I kind of would have liked <laughs> to have some kind of clue of what they still have kicking around that they could potentially stream or release on DVD or, or what have you. But man, they reference freaking everything. They reference the Moxie show. I just More like that once. you call yourself a cartoon historian because that is your actual job. Yeah, that is your job title. If true. you're in a documentary, that's what I want your lower third to be. Cartoon <laughs> historian. Hmm. I mean, I'm no Jerry Beck, but... Yeah, uh, you're the next best thing. We'll even put that part. We'll even put that underneath your <laughs> cartoon story. Yeah, he's, he's no not, Jerry Beck. He's the next best thing. <laughs> yeah. Secondary Jerry I'm really Jerry not, Beck. though, because you have to really keep up to date with all cartoons to be able to really call yourself that. But I, I, I think you're up there. I think you're up there. I'm certainly more aware of a lot more cartoons than a lot of people. but Like myself. Yes, exactly. Because I, I literally look I, at Cartoon Network. For things other than Toonami. <laughs> I will give I'll grant Sketch this. Sketch is more of a historian of than me when it comes to cartoons. However, I own the anime brain in this relationship. Are you sure I about watch, that? I watch probably twenty shows per season, start to finish. And that's probably low. I think this season I'm watching like twenty four. Well, I mean you might have me beat on modern stuff. Well, yeah. Um, 
I don't even know what I watch no more, man. <laughs> Sometimes, and then I, I can't even explain oh, my hentai game, man. My hentai game is kind of, it's slacking a little bit, man. Mm-hmm. I got to get back into fine form. And I'm not watching hentai for the perverted reasons that people think I do. No, it's for the story. Really, it is, man. If it's got a good story, I actually watch it. There you That's go. That's what I actually like, man. Hey, if you want to talk about a recent anime that has a good story, Toonami did make a big announcement. One that I am actually quite surprised in a myriad of different ways. Sketch, would you do the honors to announce? Ah, yes. Full disclosure, Sketch has been walking around his neighborhood without his pants on. He's been so happy about this. Wow. I gotta get pictures of that next time. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know how I would possibly have had time to do that with all the bus driving I've been doing, but... You did it. You say so. So, just when we thought that Toonami was pretty much done announcing anything for the rest of the year, because they had their big <laughs> lineup change, they added 9pm, they're in primetime now, they kicked off Boruto, we thought, yeah, it's, there's a little bit of wiggle room in here, but probably nothing other than reruns, right? Probably. I mean, are they really going to try to start a show before the end of the year? Oh, yes. Yes, they are. Oh, boy. Take the pants off. It's if it coming. lasts longer than four hours, seek medical help. It's coming. Megalobox. Yeah. Megalobox, baby. December 8th. Gearless Joe, Joe is coming. Oh, baby. This show is awesome. It is. It really is. I loved it. Oh, my God. And it was. There was so many there was so many people on the Anna Twitters during Simulcast Run that were just hyping the fuck out of this show. And quite frankly, a lot of them were saying, uh, Toonami, hello, hello, hello. I was one of them too. I was uh, actually we have a tweet to prove we have a tweet that proves we were all on board. Oh yeah. Yep. But well, we talked about this on past podcasts oh, that it was gonna make it to the dang old lineup though. And let me say this, I get more points because I said it first. Hey. Hey, I chimed in with you on that one. I'm taking well, cold credit on this. No, no, I tweeted back in April, like mid April. You guys were in May, so you're you're a little late to the party. It's okay. I you, think that's not the could... first Megalo box for Toonami tweet I ever made, but it was the first that I could find. So there you go. Hey, you, hey, I'm the conductor, but you guys are like, you know, my first mates and whatnot. You, you guys are in the, you guys are in the, the beginning part of the, uh, of the train. So we're, we're good. We're good. I'm it's just giving myself, I'm just giving myself an extra pat on the back. Thank you, CJ. Good job, CJ. I'm gonna give you a pat on the butt. Oh. Good game, good game. <laughs> good game. CD. Yeah, I mean, well the, from the first episode you were watching this show, we're like, oh my gosh, this screams mid-2000s adult swim. This yeah, has to air on Toonami. It has to. If it does not air on Toonami, it would be a travesty. And kudos to Viz for dubbing this yes. so yes. fast. Yes. This is, this is the fastest they've turned around a dub ever i think because think about it this way yeah, it's even how long was the one wait punch man how yeah. the wait for one punch man was long no, was it, really no it wasn't Com- yes it Dude, was the, the wait for one punch man was a longer than wait in friggin the dmv man mm-hmm. no, it was no, pretty long get, it's one punch man aired in october to winter of what was it, 2015 we got it in july of 2016 
Not a real long wait, all things considered. With this. But this, this is hella impressive. They're getting this on a show that aired in April until June. And they're airing it in December. Yeah. And to think, they probably didn't get the stuff until the final episode aired. So they probably didn't get it till about June. Like, that's nuts. Kudos to Viz for turning around such a quick dub after the wait for Boruto to have feel confident enough to be able to give Toonami enough episodes where they wouldn't they have to worry about a break. Announced Same with JoJo. that they had it at Anime Expo, didn't they? What? That Viz announced Megalobox at Anime Expo? Yes, they, they, they said that they had it. Yeah, which they said obviously, that they had it. And there which was obviously a meant a dub was coming. There was a trailer that at the end of it, it said 2018. And from the moment I saw that trailer and it ended with 2018, I was like, what does that mean? Does that mean they're actually going to get this out before the end of the year? Which they could. Too. And then it recently showed up on Hulu. It was it simulcasted on Crunchyroll. Right. And uh, at that time, I guess it wasn't technically licensed by anybody other than streaming. So Crunchyroll had the streaming rights to it. And then Viz picked it up. So now it's also on Hulu subbed. It recently went up on Hulu subbed when they added One Punch Man's dub and... Uh, Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter's dub up to episode 52 and JoJo's first season dub. So 1 to 26, Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency. But no Stardust Crusaders yet. Ugh. No yet. Not yet. The more I think, the more I think about it, First two seasons of JoJo are just blech. What? Uh, no, you're not going to win this argument with me. Because I, I completely I completely forgot about a certain character in part two that needs to go. Oh, uh, well, I understand your... Yeah. And honestly, uh... part one was rather, rather boring. And honestly, the cruelty to animals is a bit much. And it's, I forgot, you know, watching rewatching part four... It's getting a little much. I'm kind of wish that that would stop. Personally, uh, yeah, that's uh, the cruelty to animals is very. But but yeah, part one and part part two, blah. I'm if it wasn't for me accidentally starting on Starters Crusaders before those, I would not have stuck with JoJo. I wouldn't have done it. Well, I started out with the manga, and then when the anime came out, dude, I was just a hook. I was already hooked on the cause of the manga. Mm. So you so you better thank Polnareff and Avdol that I'm a fan, and old Joseph. Old Joseph's better than young Joseph. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're it's asking me to choose between my children. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Megalobox, dude. Like Sketch and I could go off about this show for twenty hours straight. It does so many awesome things. Well, the storytelling, the music, the grit, the narrative all of it it's wonderful and guess what it's not shonen you can rest easy tsunami skeptics it's not shonen well okay so tomorrow's <laughs> joe is a shonen manga right yes it is a shonen yeah. manga but that one is set in high school i believe yes and this, this one is definitely this is not definitely not this i mean junk dog slash joe he could potentially be under the age of 18 but i'm pretty sure he's a young adult and, and even so with what he does yeah. it's not safe for shonen it, it, it doesn't it doesn't 
it doesn't matter. This is a show about adult problems. Like, yep. This guy is trapped into a life of throwing fights so that he can make ends meet and not just for him, water. but for his mafia yeah, boss. For the mafia boss. So, like, what's more adult than having to, you know, you're entrapped by the mafia and you have to live this life of crime in order to not get killed? Plus, there's this all this stuff about this or like uh, this organization that's heavily involved in the Megalobox, and they're really trying to push the technology. It's like there's there's a lot of business, and mm-hmm. like if, if you're looking for adult problems in this sea of young protagonists, this is the show for you. Yes, <laughs> you are going to appreciate this being more of a slice of an adult person's life. Yes, it's there's no plucky fourteen year old that wants to become the pirate king and Hokage at the same time. No. It, it is someone who wants to be a champion, you know, like this Tom Brady, like Tom Brady, like Alabama college football, you know, like Plus the, Ultra, baby. the world champ. Joe wants to be the greatest boxer alive, and God, as a boxing fan myself, oh my God, I would pay. The same amount you had to pay to watch Floyd Mayweather fight Manny Pacquiao and Conor McGregor combine to get a sneak peek of the of the English dub of Megalobox. Put it on pay-per-view, baby. I'd watch the shit out of it. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. The fights were so good. We're going to need a bucket, people. Really freaking sweet. Ugh, ugh. And, like, I can only imagine who Viz got to cast with it because... I really hope it's a union dub. Oh, please. Please be a union mm-hmm. dub. Come on, Mr. Osamatsu is getting dubbed at Studioopolis. This is only 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. To, I, need, not... I need Bo Billingsley as the trainer. Yeah. Yes. I need that in my uh, life. I'd be we happy with anyone. Do. I'm just saying, like, if we had to, if we were doing the casting ourselves, we'd be giving Joe, Steve Bloom, yeah. and uh, Bo Billingsley... Uh, the trainer personally that's yeah. that's just us we'd be happy with whoever it is yes. i but, personally you know, just... as much as, as as awesome as it would be for steve bloom to voice joe and would be like it would be a fantastic show for him to come out of semi-anime retirement to <laughs> do Mike and Jet come back at it again brother mm-hmm. and they could yeah, they could have wendy lee play a significant character in here too like the little kid the little kid well that's really more of uh oh What's yes. her name? The actress. Oh, oh, right, right, right. The the Melissa head Vaughn? owner of. I think I think that's her name, but I know who you're talking about the woman who's like in charge of Megalobox, the company yes. that has very impressive yeah. Yuri. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, that would be good. And Yuri, I'm really thinking like Kirk Thornton would be good for Thor- Thornton. Hmm. Know what? Actually, Yuri. I see a lot of Robbie Damon in him. Robbie Damon in uh, yeah. as who? Yuri. As Yuri really yeah i think that was more because of um what was that it was oh i see a lot of crollo that he could play in yuri oh yeah <laughs> I, I feel like he he needs a deeper voice a, an older voice perhaps not necessarily man you need somewhere in the middle man maybe it's like it'd be i think it'd be cool if it was like liam o'brien Oh, if he came back to something, that'd be good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
but don't mind us. Joe, we're just, we're, yeah, we're just messing around, Steve, like throwing Steve names. Steve would be really cool. I Steve, think, I Steve think Ray is my Chase would be Joe, good. Man. I think Ray, Ray Chase, Chase would, would be good. Be good. Or, I mean, or Ray maybe is, Steve oof. Cannon slash Steve Staley. That that guy, he was Shiro Amana on uh, yeah. Gundam OHMS team. Yeah. I, I will say, Ray Chase. Ray Chase would be a phenomenal droid. Like Ray Chase, honestly, I honestly don't know such, what Ray Chase can't do. He's so gifted. He like, really is. I say that about all, kinds of voices. all the voice actors that we've been able to meet, all the people that we've been able to like watch and listen to. But man, what can't this guy do? Sketch is right. He can do every role so well. He has the stoic uh, genius protagonist, like in Be the Beginning. You have Purry Purry Prisoner for outrageous. And just absolutely batshit crazy, and he could do everything else in between. Like it's just, he's really, really. He different. was like, I, uh, he was the main guy on um, Charlotte. He yes. was yes, yes, yes. He was the like the main guy on Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah, Noctis. Right? No, Noctis. that was something else. Was he Noctis? I think he was Noctis. Okay. I don't play Final Fantasy anymore, so I don't know. Don't don't, don't flame don't either. Don't flame me. I like a lot of Japanese things. That's anyway, he, my, he can I do everything from like fairly young shonen protagonist to really old guys. <laughs> so I think somewhere in there he's got a good voice for Joe. He could be a potential good candidate for that. But yeah, I'm. They just they gotta nail this dub because this this is the clincher here. <laughs> Yeah, this well, is what's one nice of those is... shows that you could definitely introduce to people who don't watch anime. Yeah, and like it's boxing and even like sports anime, they tend to be more beloved here in the U.S. Like, look at Keijo as a perfect example of a sports anime that was much more popular in the U.S. than it was in Japan. So, I nah. think Megalobox has a chance to become much bigger and i'm not saying db like let's let's cool it there like when i say it might be bigger than it is that doesn't it's like it, it goes in people can only fathom it in one in two ways it's either it's popular but it isn't dbz popular so that must mean it's a failure or it's handshakers bad there's no middle ground it's, <laughs> that's just what we got it has to be dbz sailor moon popular or it's every or it's just as bad as handshakers no no it, i think it'll be marginally more popular than it was in japan I think it's something that a lot of people here in the U.S. are really going to like. And no, that does not mean we're going to get 2 million household viewers on old school uh, ratings numbers from Nielsen and all that shit. Okay, I just think there's going to be more people who appreciate it and more people who tend to like it compared to This is probably going to be like Samurai Champloo popular versus Space Dandy popular. Yes. Oh, dude, that is such a great analogy. Yes. Absolutely. It's not going to be Cowboy Bebop. No. No, Again, sorry. if it's not DBZ or that, it sucks. Like, yeah. oh my god, I have to deal with that with Boston sports people. It just drives me nuts. And I'm seeing all these people like, oh man, if this show was like put on Netflix and reasonably promoted, it would probably do well with normal people. It's like, like Seven Deadly Sins, right? Yeah. I mean, that seems to be their biggest thing because I remember reading something that that was one of the top ten most binged things when the new season came out uh, back with season one. But there's actually so... people out there that think. If this show was on Netflix and promoted as much as, say, Devil Man Crybaby, that it would, you know, it would develop a following. But because it's on Toonami, it's just not going to do anything. No. Wow. Yeah, that's just how it works. 
Well, again, if it doesn't, if it isn't breaking world records, it sucks. That's just how that's the world we live in. Yeah. And it sucks. You know, some days I could just say some mean shit. Like, I just want to slap people in the face with a certain um, part of my um, anatomy. But, you <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> me too. But, I know. feel, I feel oh, the yeah, back baby, our cocks out love. for Megalo box. <laughs> oh. oh, again, if it lasts more than four hours, call a doctor. Please, I'm worried about you. Dude, four hours, dude. <laughs> I could do that without a goddamn pill. I could go all night long, baby. Uh, can't we all? Can't we all? But I'm excited. Another Viz yeah. show. That should be cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, thanks. Thank you, Viz, for licensing this show. Thank because... you, Viz. I hate Love to say you. it, but if Funimation got this, it's probably not as likely to have happened. Uh, it would have been dubbed four weeks after it aired. Well, that doesn't mean it would have gotten on Toonami. No, but who the hell cares? It doesn't need to be on Toonami. Well, it's just true. a nice little thing. It is. That I, could, exactly. that I can put on its little belt. You know, it's one of the few shows that I can put on its belt. Hey, I was on Toonami back in, uh, starting in December of 2018. You know, behind My Hero Academia, behind Black Clover, behind Hunter Hunter behind jojo you know all these things like it's just a nice little feather in their cap that they can put in which virtually means nothing sorry i don't have sacred cows i just i don't care <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, of course you can tell us that though so, here's the thing I'm good because on, a lot of people have been cow. definitely concerned with the direction that like oh tsunami says they're gonna try different things but then they added all these additional shonen <laughs> series what were they talking about okay so this this is the show you've been waiting for yeah it counts whether or you not know, you like, think it is or not <laughs> you know it's like when they say you put a bag over their head it still counts this is the still counts this in that, is uh, diverse area this is a finite show it's just 13 episodes it's self-contained. It is not a traditional action show, though there is plenty of action because oh yeah, boxing, those yeah. fighting, and it is on a cliffhanger, man. Every freaking episode. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's oh, a yeah. page turner. <laughs> not so, dead yet. So yeah, all of those things that you wanted from a show, pretty much all contained in Megalo Box. So y'all better watch it. <laughs> I'll be very disappointed if you don't. I won't be disappointed. I'll just laugh. This is look. I would agree with those who say the Pop Team Epic was probably not the best choice for trying something different on Toonami. This, Are you upset about it? No, I'm not upset. Okay, just make this. I I enjoyed the experiment. I oh I did too. I. I enjoyed the experiment. I enjoyed the salt. I enjoyed the hilariousness of it all. And I'm all for, say, Mr. Osamatsu popping up. That I'm actually one. not, but that's just me. Uh, really, ideally, if Adult Swim ever were to like get back 8pm, which they probably will, throw Osamatsu on weekdays. It's How many got episodes 52 episodes. Oh. Like the first episode. I mean, the first season was like 13 episodes, right? No, it was 24. Okay, uh, I'm thinking about something else. I know, yeah. I, I watch all of Miss Osamasa, but I'm... I think it's got... I think it's <laughs> between the two seasons, it has like 50 episodes. Mm. Though there was that first episode that 
Mm. Mm. I don't think they'll be able to air, but man, mm. I wish they could. Man, <laughs> I'm so mad like, about that, man. Are we talking about like nipples at a hot spring kind of loot, or uh... no, no, we're talking, uh, we're, <laughs> like we're the... talking far, far too many obvious parodies of things, and people, companies in Japan were like, no, you, you cannot, you cannot have this. <laughs> this <laughs> is that too means much. it's good. That means it's good. Oh, it was so good. I mean, it was. I mean, I was like, what the fuck is it this? awesome. I mean, dude, it threw me off so bad because I did not realize this was Osamatsu. I'm like, am I actually watching Mr. Osamatsu? Yeah, I mean, the thing sure. is, they're reintroducing Osamatsu-san to... To the newer generation. Osamatsu-kun was the previous generation. Yeah. So they're, they're reintroducing these characters and they're like, we need to change it up. So they parody pretty much all the popular genres and do so to a point that it's 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 very obvious what they're going for. And they reference tons of things, including Attack on Titan and Dragon Ball and all the usual suspects and idol shows and all that. And it's like there's copyright laws in Japan are kind of weird or non-existent. Or something, I don't know. All that can be said is they made this episode, it aired, it streamed, and then it got pulled off streaming and it was never released on Blu-ray as far as I believe. In Japan. Yeah, we got robbed on that one, people. It's Looks so like good. I have some investigations to track it down. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, dude, I I watched and I was like, oh my god, I'm on this. But, you know, like, I was more... I've been a Mr. Osamasa fan for a long time. I remember, like, seeing some of the stuff from back in the 80s. And, that's yeah, that's how deep I go back with it, so... Wow. Yeah. I'm talking about that was, like, some of the more... Like, it was like a reboot, a revival from the... I think probably around the 60s when it actually came out. Mm-hmm. You know, don't You know, don't quote me on the actual years. You know, right now, I'm not near anything. They can just give me the, um, the actual... You know, origin data, but it it was Mr. Osamasu was just something that stuck with me, and people don't get it. But, you know, er, like I said, everybody always thinks I'm the hentai making samurai dude. Uh, I'm deeper than that, people. I really am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like gun waifus, so I don't really care. It's okay. I still love you anyway, CJ. All right. Perfect. So we got a little that bring us back. Bring us. Bring, bring us, us back. back. In. You can do it, Sketch. You're the host. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, this is the kind of show that I really wanted this version of Toonami to air more of. Just these kind of... Okay, seinen action shows. They're not necessarily action first, but there's definitely action. And they're really good. They're really interesting. They appeal to a broad audience. These are the kinds of shows that Toonami should be airing. So I'm very happy that Megalobox is airing, and I really hope that it catches on. Because I want to see more things like this, and that's the only way it's going to happen. We need Gearless Joe. Joe. We need everyone to chant his name from the Raptors. Gearless Joe will save Toonami! No, Toonami <laughs> doesn't need to be saved. saved. No, Toonami, that's Toonami's up. fine. That's up to a dude that screams and turns his hair blonde. Mm. <laughs> and actually puts other dang universes in danger. 
Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> They're really playing up Goku as the bad guy lately. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all like, yeah, Goku, you're kind of a jerk. <laughs> he doesn't care. You you may not mean it, but you, you kind of put people in a bad position sometimes, buddy. <laughs> all because you want to fight people who are stronger than you. Now, I got to say, man, this past episode, man, it really got on my fucking nerves. Top was talking way too fucking much. Like, dude, just start fighting, man. You like the dudes in high school that's just talking and bumping each other. Yeah, man, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Dude, just throw a freaking blow, because I did not talk when I got into fighting school. So what you're saying is I made the right choice by choosing to watch my recording of Boruto over watching Dragon Ball Super this week. Yeah, she did. Alright, good to know. Ninja President. Ninja President. <laughs> because... Ever since they made this schedule change, I like it comes to eleven o'clock. I was like, "Oh yeah, attack on!" Oh, nope, nope. Strong and well super. At least you get to watch. <laughs> I don't get yeah, home. If I get home by eleven. I don't get home till twelve thirty. Don't worry about CJ. I remember those days, man. Yeah. And they sucked. Actually, I'm gonna miss Toonami this upcoming Saturday. Oh yeah, man! Yeah, uh, I'll be at the airport. You're going to be in North Kagalaki. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to be at the airport. Right. What you doing? So what you going to be up in North Kagalaki for, uh, CJ? Bitches. Bitches and hoes. There you go. My man. Well, you know, female dogs and gardening tools are very important in a man's exactly, life. Exactly, man. I mean, they Absolutely. help dig. They, I mean, you get to um, grow all kinds of produce, and you can always cuddle up with that dang old bitch, man, because she's going to yeah. be loyal. Yeah. She, she'll she love me more than anything else. Exactly. More than your gun waifu? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Some of them some of them are kind of like, they they love me, but they don't like to say that they love me. So it's like they have to act all tough to get. And it's just, it, it can get kind of tough. Although one's very clingy. And it's kind of scary because she has a shotgun. Oh, she's a yandere. Oh, know? yeah. You know about being yandere's, dude. Yeah, one, one is definitely that. If I get her name wrong, she will... Hunt me down and gut me like a fish, as they say. It's okay. But I have Can I have many... the organs? No. Those go to Damn. the waifu. Those go to the waifu. I can't I can't help that. But I want your Dude, do you know how much I could give for some of your organs? Well not a whole lot. Probably uh... not. They're not kosher. Yeah, pretty much. Yours ain't top notch like mine. <laughs> dude. No. People definitely dude, not. people would kill to have my freaking liver and kidneys, man. Dude, little, you could probably put strychnine in my body, and my fucking body would filter it out. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Well, Back as of uh, this recording, we are less than two weeks away from the week after Fully Cooly Alternative ends, and also Cowboy Bebop ends, and they still have not released that schedule. I don't expect anything dramatically different probably just a different rerun thrown in there somewhere but handshakers is coming it's odd that they have not posted that schedule yet in any capacity because they usually do it by two weeks out but i was hoping that sometime during this recording they would finally post something on the facebook but nope None. maybe tomorrow probably and uh, maybe I'll add in something if that happens. Because, again, we're recording in segments. And this segment is over. 
So yeah. thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. And oh. now a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash Podcast and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash Podcast to get started today. Well, I hate to break your immersion. This episode was obviously recorded weeks ago. And since then, there have been several schedule updates. The first of which, Fooly Cooly Alternative moved to 2 a.m. to make room for Mob Psycho 100 at the end of October. It will continue airing at 11.30 p.m. A second run of Pop Team Epic replaced One Punch Man at 2.30 a.m. And Attack on Titan just had its half-season finale and will be rerunning starting this weekend at midnight. There was also a marathon this past weekend, if you missed it. It was all 12 episodes. Megalobox is still set to premiere on December 8th, and it will be taking the midnight time slot. Uh, Fooly Cooly Alternative will vacate the 2 a.m. slot to make way for the Attack on Titan reruns, which will take its place. As of now, the December 8th schedule is as follows. Kicking off, we have Dragon Ball Z Kai at 9 p.m., My Hero Academia at 9.30 the Naruto Power Hour continues with Shippuden at 10 and Boruto at 10.30. Anchoring the block, Dragon Ball Super remains at 11pm, followed by Mob Psycho 100 at 11.30. Megalobox premieres at midnight, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable stays at 12.30, while Black Clover stays at 1am and Hunter Hunter stays at 1.30. As mentioned earlier, Attack on Titan moves to 2, Pop Team Epic is at 2.30, and Lupin Third will air its last airing on December 8th at 3am, with Samurai Jack remaining at 3.30. Now Lupin will be replaced with Iron-Blooded Orphans Season 2. Yes, just Season 2. It's probably all they have the rights to still. That will be at 3am the following Saturday, December 15th. We don't know if there's going to be two marathons in December. Kind of hoping there won't be, so Megalobox can at least have three episodes on before they marathon. But, you know, they seem to be coming down to the wire with Megalobox's dub because they have all of this filler space in which it would have made sense to start Megalobox a couple of weeks earlier, or at least one week earlier. Yeah, that didn't happen. So I'm thinking they probably need all the time they can get, and that might mean you only get two episodes of Megalobox in December. We'll see. Marathons on holiday weekends, not a big deal. Though it was pretty weird that they had one the week before Thanksgiving this time, but it just made more sense to run Attack on Titan for a marathon that week and then start the show over the next week as opposed to starting the show over that week, and then having a marathon the next week, and then continuing from episode 2 the first week of December. Right? Makes sense. We'll see how it goes. I mean, honestly, I don't think any of it really matters. They take these marathon weeks partially to save money. So, 
If it doesn't happen on a holiday weekend, as long as there's not more marathons, I don't think people should really be complaining. Now, we did happen to release an episode that focused on Toonami-related news. Uh, you should listen to that if you haven't. So, uh, there's your current event updates there, and uh, we'll get back to more regular-seeming podcasts uh, soonish. Maybe at least one in December. We'll see. This is about the time when we kind of ease off, usually, so uh, we'll see. Uh, until then, back to the podcast you're listening to. Welcome back to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. And this time, I, your host, Sketch, am joined by Duelist and bringing up the rear, it's Caboose Jr. Can't see it, but I'm giving finger guns. Howdy, howdy. Pow, 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 pow. Yeah. Well, this is the turning point episode of this season of FLCL, and it's, it's really rushing to the conclusion. But before we share our thoughts, it's kind of a rundown of what happened in the episode. Shake it off. Now, we have Taylor Swift in my head. Thank you. Anyway. That isn't the musician that comes to mind when I hear it, but uh, there's also that, I suppose. There's also some rock song that I can't think of the artist offhand. Yeah. But you... Yeah, who who's who sing who sings that song that was on uh Sing that the pig sang? I don't I don't remember and quite frankly I, I feel good that I Reese don't Reese Witherspoon maybe? No, no, Reese Witherspoon did sing the song oh. in the movie, but uh, the original artist. I guess it's I guess it is Taylor Swift. Is it? Uh, alright. Fully Coolies making Taylor Swift references, what? I don't think it is, but... Yeah, probably not. Ah. Oh, you mean like those Van Halen right now commercials? So at the end of the previous episode, we saw that Medical Mechanica is finally making their move. They've revealed the irons. And this has society pretty much up in arms like what's going on here why is it so hot is it because of these irons what's happening is the world ending i heard the world's ending people are trying to migrate away only the rich are gonna migrate what the what the hell lady what's going on yeah so the prime minister is getting a lot of that and uh then pushing her frustrations off to conda who i've previously been only referring to as soba guy <laughs> that's that's his name who is of course eating soba as he's monitoring the situation. And the girls at school are in the pool, because it's pool time, and this is anime, so, yeah. <laughs> Have some fun at the pool. But Pets is kind of kind of off to the side, not really participating. So, there's a moment where they think that Pets is going to get hit by a ball that Haruko hits really, really hard. But... She's not there, and that's the moment when they're like, Whoa! Where's Perry? Why is it always, Where's Perry? Why is it never, How's Perry? Come on, Phineas and Ferb. You should care more about your platypus. Hang hey, hey. on. Thank you. A reaction, any reaction. 
Believe it or not, I figured that was the show you were referencing, if nothing else. Oh, well, that's, that's good that you know. Okay, so later at school, the girls don't really know where Pets went, and their classmate Ida, not to be confused with Ida from the previous Booby Booby season. I meant to say Ida, not Ida. Obviously not the My Hero Academia character. He's like, uh, isn't she rich? She's probably one of those migrating people. Because earlier, all of the classmates were kind of like mumbling about the migration process, which has been mentioned offhand several times throughout this season as something that seems to be happening. They're like, oh yeah, she's really, really rich. Like, her family's super important. Or at least her dad is. And Kana doesn't realize that that was the case and is kind of like, what what else do I not know about my friend? The answer is quite a bit. So she's kind of looking for pets and messaging her and just walking home from school after the fact when a car drives up and it seems to be her mother, Pets' mother, who, by the way, Pets is actually not her real name it's sorry pets real name is tomomi and mother's like surely you know where she is no i don't know where she is and her mother goes from kind of creepy to super creepy like as we find out that pets's home life is well she probably doesn't spend a lot of time at home let's put it that way pretty much no furnishings in her bedroom only the one picture of kana that they have from back in elementary school. And apparently she's never brought any friends over, but occasionally mentions Kana. I hope she at least mentions Mosan and Hijiri too, because, I mean, they're cool. I was sort of slash still sort of expecting something even weirder to come of that whole situation. Yeah, it just seems to be a case of her father's super important and... He likes things just as such, you know, one of those type. No fun. Everything must be prim, proper, tidy, whatever. But he uh, may or may not be abusive, as it seems her mother's really frantic about the situation, mainly because she could get punished. And, well, yeah. Meanwhile, Kanda, who has been... uh, told once again to deal with Haruko is well dealing with Haruko who seems to be rigging some kind of explosive to attack the iron which probably wasn't going to do anything as Kanda explained that you could like nuke the irons and they wouldn't do anything and he admits to Haruko the plans to migrate all of let's just call them the 1% off to Mars so that they can be saved from the flattening. Yeah. Shit's going down. Meanwhile, Pets is kind of rummaging through where their community center was. And that's where the pin is. And she kicks around some debris and finds just a little piece of one of the Medical Mechanica robots. 
And you know how it goes with these things. Just a tiny little bit of one of these things getting activated is bad news. And before you know it, it's gigantic, towering over everything, and creating a hand to pick up the iron. And Pets just kind of gets wrapped up in the thing and dragged away. Now Haruko and Kana show up because Haruko up and stole Pets' mother's car. <laughs> and they come flying in to try to fight the thing. And <clears throat> now Kana and Pets are face to face. They're trying to rip her out of the robot that's been created from all of the debris around. And then Kana has a real awakening when Pets hits her with both barrels of just, well, up to this point, Kana has seemed kind of self-centered, focused on her aspects of all of their lives, and Pets just lets her have it, tells her all the things she really thinks about her friend, and questions why they are even friends to begin with, and Naturally, this devastates Kana, and it causes her to have a huge NO reaction that sucks up the entirety of the robots, and she passes out. And then she awakens on a beach, and everybody's happy. It's like, oh, don't worry about it. I didn't mean all those things. Oh, but guess what? It's all a pleasant dream. As we see that Pets has walked over to kind of exchange hair items with Kana as a goodbye as her friend is you know, just in the debris, passed out. And Haruko asks her, are you really going to do it? Or is that what you really want? And Pets just kind of goes with it. So we'll see what happens next in the next episode, but we're really rushing to the conclusion here. Uh... I, I wanted to have Caboose on because he wanted to talk about, as he put it, biggest mood pets. <laughs> Absolutely. So, have at it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I'll let Duelist go first. <laughs> oh, good, because I'm immensely prepared. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> Uh, just what you thought of the episode. What you thought of the character development. It's definitely interesting. I just feel like maybe this, sh so to speak, should have happened like an episode sooner. Because like you keep saying, we do seem like we are rushing towards a conclusion all of a sudden. And I don't know that... One episode is enough to wrap up things in as well as they should. Yeah, I agree. It's, but I guess the structure of the story thus far kind of had to be the way it is because you had one episode focusing on each of the girls. So, honestly, if I I had to make my big my, my biggest overall complaint with these sequel seasons is probably uh, 
they don't seem to give themselves enough time to do enough things. Yeah, they're arbitrarily six episodes because that's what the original was. Or you could argue that Adult Swim likes to have short seasons. Most of the time, their shows are like six to ten episodes per season. Mm -hmm. With exceptions. I figure it's more a following the previous model in this case. Yeah, it probably is. <clears throat> it's and, and while I don't agree with some people that are just like, oh, well, they made sequels to this because they could. With some people going as far as to be like, oh, they just want to pad their resume saying they made some fooly coolies. That's a really cynical way of looking at it. Yeah. It has been looked at as such, though. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm sure. sure. But, uh, uh... I mean, obviously, I can't fully comment on all of Alternative so far because it's not finished. But I, at the very least, think it's had better overall development of its cast for what we've seen so far than Progressive did. I think so. And I feel like it's probably an altogether better final product, though, again, that's kind of hard to say before seeing the final episode. Yeah, I will give progressive credit for kind of kicking off the final moments in the third episode as opposed to the fourth. No, the fourth instead of the fifth. Yeah. The, the fourth episode is where things really went into motion in that one. And then the fifth was the fallout of that, plus leading into the conclusion. So that kind of worked. But at the same time, like, the first two episodes don't really... No, the first three episodes, they just don't feel like much of anything. They feel like a bunch of ideas thrown out there for no particular reason. And it kind of works as a whole, but at the same time, there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of thrown out there and then not really... It it goes nowhere. It's... People have commented, for instance, that it seems like Haruko's kind of just there this season and yeah. I'm not sure I could make a good argument against that. I feel that's very true. She's a lot less proactive and more reactive. Mm. The the first yeah. time that she and was I mean, really proactive me, I... was the previous episode when she was really trying to get Kana to have a reaction. Overall, I've enjoyed a lot more of the moments in this season. I think it's a stronger cast overall. And, I mean, let's get right down to it. I'm, I'm sorry. It may be petty to say so, but it looks better and therefore it's more enjoyable to look at. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the music isn't that different, though it is implemented differently. Like that first episode using the montage was really good. I really like that part. So there is a bit of a difference in how the directors used music between these seasons. 
even though some of the same songs pop up. And I, it's just, there's a lot of episodes in Progressive that do interesting things with the animation, but there's also the vast majority of it looking pretty flat and not so good. <laughs> Whereas this seems a lot more polished. And it shouldn't play that big of a factor, but I think at least subconsciously it does. So, I'm just put that out there. But I, I do think the, the cast is more compelling here. They're, like, <laughs> it's really hard to relate to Ida, right? He's He's got a pretty interesting life. While also being more or less the uh, he he's supposed to be like the the male protagonist of another guy next show, essentially. <laughs> but at the same time, these girls in high school that you know are dealing with real relationships and real jobs and real dreams it it all feels way more relatable than sort of semi-slavery in a <laughs> I can't even hope to describe it as well as Carl did but yeah it's it's weird it's really weird but I don't know I really like the dynamic of this season and even though it doesn't feel like a lot has happened in the past several episodes, I think it's just enjoyable to watch. So it's okay. Like, it's not really con it, it's not really dense storytelling in the past four episodes. Now we're kind of rushing to a conclusion, but up to this point, it's just been fairly episodic and fairly basic plots for each of these focus episodes for the girls. But as for pets and all of this, I mean, she she says what needs to be said, though I don't fault Kana for being the way she is. I, I do think that she is definitely fairly self-centered in all the things that she's trying to accomplish for her friends. Oh, absolutely. Whether or not they're good intentions, she it's, it's still kind of all about maintaining what she wants out of life. <coughs> that's, that's all kind of... I, I guess that's kind of a theme of the series here, is that she doesn't want change changes not something that she wants out of she wants things to remain the same doesn't want things mucking that up doesn't want relationship drama and she doesn't want her friends to be overworked to the point that they can't hang out <laughs> it's yeah it's when you look at it that way it's not surprising and I think Pets is definitely the best choice for a character to tell her this. First of all, because apparently they've been friends for the longest time. 
And also because this whole time, Pets has just kind of been in the background making snarky remarks and occasionally observations and not being really proactive in any of the stories just kind of occasionally being a voice of reason and otherwise just kind of being there to crack jokes so when you see that she's been bottling up so much and hiding who she really is it's kind of cheap but at the same time i think it works literally me <laughs> how much do you relate to oh. pets caboose <laughs> very much so not sound cliched or cheesy but i mean yeah um it makes me wonder like how long like she actually has been a friend of kana because like if she has actually has really been a you know a true friend of kana um brings a lot of that and or like if she's actually friends with uh uh the other two girls Adrian Moson. Yeah. By the like, way, Moson's not her real name. It's a nickname, too. I only noticed that from the credits. <laughs> like, oh! I haven't been like, using her full name. Right. Like, it makes me wonder, like, if she's actually friends with them, or if she just thinks of them as classmates, because, like, her... I, if she's supposed to be leaving, like, it, feel, it feels pretty selfish of her to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, like for Masons and Hedri's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing it's one of those cases where she just has to do what her father tells her to. Maybe. I'm hoping. Maybe. Or maybe not. I. I I don't know. They could definitely go in the direction where Pets is like a crucial part to what Medical Mechanica is up to. Like the plant like girl in, in the previous season. Yeah. I don't know if I really want that or if I do want it. I don't, I don't know. But I mean, it seems like we'd be retreading we old territory. Yeah. It only that be so soon. <laughs> At the same time, the old oh, "I just have to do what my father tells me to" is definitely retreading old territory. Not necessarily for fully Pooey, but uh, serious anime cliche there. Yeah. But God, gosh darn! Like the way she lit into Kana, man, like. I might be paying to say this, but I think that is literally the most character development I've seen in both Fully Cooley reboots. Yeah, I think Perhaps, so. Perhaps, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's just... I haven't seen so much emotion at all. But who knows? I mean, maybe we might have something else in store for the finale. 
I don't think I have anything else to say. I mean, there's a lot to speculate, but... <laughs> it was a damn good episode. Yeah. Any additional thoughts? Uh, I want to watch the next episode right now! Yeah! Well, lucky for you, we don't have that long to wait, because we're actually recording this <laughs> mere hours before it airs. convenient! That's kind of how it worked out this time. But... I guess I will tease that we are hopefully 99.9% .9 sure that Carl will be on for recapping the final episode and talking about the season. Nice, nice. So. It's it nice. Be good to have Carl Olsen back in for some more Fooly Cooly talk. Could be a long one. Mm -hmm. Could be a long one. All right. I think that about does it we yeah can, uh, wrap this thing up gets or duns gets or duns i don't eat know. a sensu bean hey caboose what do you think about megalobox coming uh fantastical i don't know i never saw it but i heard nothing but great things about it so i'm sure it'll be fine Excellent. Excited. You did yeah. not see it, and therefore you can enjoy it. Exactly. That's like that's the thing. Like I've pretty much completely stopped watching anime in general because eventually it's just gonna end up on the block. And uh, isn't that I mean, if... the Paul method to watching anime? <laughs> pretty much. Well, for one thing, I watch every block because I'm always recording shit. So, how was Samurai Jack last week? <laughs> HD. <laughs> hey, isn't it the third episode tonight? Ooh, that's a good one yeah. to watch. I don't know. I'll have a DVR because I can't actually stay up that late. That's understandable. That was my joke, essentially. I guess we'll uh, get on out of here. You can email us at <laughs> podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and SoundCloud. Our Facebook is facebook.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. The Twitter is at Toonami Podcast. Toonami Faithful Official.tumblr.com is the Tumblr, and you can go to soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast for all the episodes of the podcast. You can also listen on the TuneIn Radio app and visit podcast.toonamifaithful.com for all the episodes of the podcast and episodes of the Toonami Showdown. If you like what we do want to help us out, you can get the Toonami Faithful Pass and become one of our Patreons at patreon.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. We will probably have some fresh exclusives for that pretty soon. Rumblings here and there. Potential interviews. Bringing on the freshies. <laughs> Hopefully Paul won't continually at everyone in the Discord server. Oh, you know he will. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to the Tsunami Faithful Discord. We Yay. love you. Some of you anyway. It's it's fun. We have fun. We just played a whole bunch of Splatoon 2 last night. Oh, that was working. Oh, it's alright. Next time, baby. Next time. Or whatever. 
whatever time comes along. As we're all suckers and bought $20 for a year of Nintendo Online. Maybe you did. Well, people that have Switches. Yeah. Mr. Switchless over here. It's probably for the best, because I... You know, not that I could find it before having to be in rehab for like five months, but uh, I don't haven't even been playing my new 3DS XL. Probably expansion. Did that actually come out for the 3DS? I think I did. Yeah, I think it may have, or it will be very soon. Isn't this where one of us is supposed to be like, I'm on Twitter? (laughs) Yeah. But first we talk about the video games. But, no, not... Oh, it came out yesterday. Hey, people should watch Banana Fish on Amazon. It's really freaking good. And it will probably never be available on home video, so just stream it. And, uh, probably never air on Toonami. Amazon continuing to do great things in the strive of anime. Yeah. Any other show right now? Oh, Zombie Land Saga. It's funny. Zombies. Don't tell Jim. <laughs> you know, that might be the zombie show that Jim might not hate. But no, nah, he probably still didn't care for it because it's zombies. There's no way that zombies can be original. The dog's named Romero. <laughs> ah. I see what you did there. But I mean, don't all great shows start with the protagonist dying immediately? Spirit Detective of Earth. Yeah. Exactly. Though that was much more like the beginning of Excel Saga. Yeah. Only <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like like the beginning of Excel Saga, just do 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 do, walking out onto the street, boom. Amusingly, I think Goku's about to die. <laughs> yeah. And then the whole universe is going to die. That is several <laughs> sagas later, Sinner. Yeah. Sir. Sagas. I'm just gonna call you Sooner, kind of like that guy on Banana Fish. Like shorter. Sooner, and his brother later. I really hope he doesn't have a brother named later. <laughs> no, then... no, Shorter needs a brother named Taller. Uh, yeah, we are just filling space at this point. Leave uh, my gay alone! Oh my god. Yeah, uh, Caboose, where can they Yo. find you? Find me. Uh... At Caboose Jr. on YouTube, Twitter, uh, AskFM, or the Tsunami Faithful Discord. Uh, yeah, doing a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know. I ain't got really much to plug. <laughs> Playing D2 and Forza. Duelist, where can they find you? In Fortnite. North America. <laughs> I mean, um... Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Heart of Sword seventy five, which links to my Ask.fm and YouTube channels. 
if you want to follow at Surreal Rezo for Surreal Resolutions Twitter, you can keep up with all the anime news on our bi-weekly podcast ONA. That's about it. Plus, I'm in some Discord with you or something. I don't think he is. Wait, yeah, he is. He's not a Clyde. Fixing that. Bam. You have been Clyded. I thought I was. Mm. Now you are. To be fair, I don't talk much in the Toonami Faithful Discord, because at least in the past, there was just way too much conversation to keep up with. Hmm. That's right. fair. Right. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. You can ask me questions at CuriousCat.me backslash Sketch1984. And uh, I very rarely, but sometimes, pop up on the Discord. Everybody always acts like it's a wild Pokemon. Like a, shi- mm. like a shiny wild Pokemon showing up. I'm special. Teehee. Down, 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 down. Wow. And uh, you can find our cohorts, Paul Pascrillo at Paul Pascrillo and Darrell Maddox at, at Ukami underscore Samurai 75. I think I got that right. I might have put this underscore in the wrong place. I don't remember his fraternity. Twitter. Oh well. Sorry, babe. Yeah. So, with that, thank you for listening. Each and every week, the podcast is available. We always appreciate your listenership. Uh, feel free to send us your feedback and commentary and what have you. The email, once again, is podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. And with that, we're punching out. See you later. I'm going to go to the r slash tsunami discord and talk about girls. I don't oh. have a witty comment prepared for that. Which girls? Girls in general. Uh, Joseph Joestar in drag, clearly. Whoa, best boy. Best <laughs> boy.